Music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by Comptroller. Visit them online at cmptrllr.co.uk or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash comptroller. It's time for the Cinema Geekly podcast, episode number nine. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Joe McDonald. And we'd like to thank everybody for listening on cinemageekly.com or on iTunes. And uh, to keep it short and sweet, people have told me that it's probably best to do this. Uh, We're on all the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Go to cinemageekly.com because all the links are right there instead of having to hear me say them at length because nobody really wants to do that. So uh, just cinemageekly.com for all of your cinema geekly needs we're still working on that uh 100 likes thing for the for the facebook we've still got to the end of the year i announced what we're going to be giving away i really did it's there on the website uh copy jj abrams super 8 on dvd or blu-ray uh your choice but not both so apparently however uh nobody uh wants super 8 on dvd or blu-ray because we haven't actually gotten a single like since I posted that, so <laughs> I'm either blaming it on uh, the uh, that movie is not as popular as I thought it was, or or people just are not doing their jobs. Did like, we lose it, anyone from that? Like, no, we did not lose anybody, okay. and for, fortunately, so it was not the Smurfs. Well, we so, might have just added one because I think we have 50 now, and I know we were at 49 for a while. Uh, right. So hey, people, to the end of the year, 50 people, just start pestering your friends. Uh, that's what Facebook is for. It lasts yeah. Stop so. playing Farmville for a second and get them to like us for <laughs> can't even, Christ's sake. I can't even believe people are still playing Farmville, but um, for the sake of the conversation, stop playing Farmville. I yeah, guess if I want to see pigs on Facebook, I'll look up old girlfriends. Yes, and thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. <laughs> Adding to the conversation, uh, a further burial of Facebook. Um, Eat shit, Susie. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is a, uh, once again, stalling at the beginning of the show, trying our hardest to not delve in to what topped the <laughs> box office. This is We're just going to keep, we're just, the, the denials are going to get longer and longer each week, so long as uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1 remains at the top, which uh. miraculously did. It, it only took in $16 million, but it was enough to beat the Muppets. Uh, made it 11. Uh, but Hugo went from number 5 to number 3, which I'm going to have to guess is uh, on that word-of-mouth thing. It didn't make a whole lot of money, 7.6, and just a little bit more than uh, the Arthur Christmas movie. Uh, and then uh, Happy Feet 2 was in the number 5 spot. Jack and Jill finally has fallen below number 5, which is actually a little scary to think that it took this long for that movie to drop that low. But uh, I, I can't uh, believe I supported that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Part, uh, some of your money went into their 5.4 million dollars so yeah yeah so you kept rob point. schneider and uh ramen noodles and spam for another month congratulations yes. <laughs> oh yeah so we're just gonna move along and not talk twilight <laughs> at all. But, i mean what, what else is there to say unfortunately this is uh also another week where there's not 
anything. There's but one movie coming out, and I I don't even know if that's going to have the the gusto. There, there's okay. really no. Uh, perhaps in the United Kingdom, but here there's just there's no there's no buzz around it. So um, eh, we'll mention that a little bit later. There there is one thing I want to mention before we start delving into um, some stuff. I there was a the article I posted a couple of days ago, which uh, should welcome all of you. Uh, for those of you who haven't been following uh, Hollywood news for any for any length of time. Uh, the article I just posted a couple of days ago should should welcome all of you to the world of Hollywood news. Just when you think something is uh, a rock solid or completely set in stone, <laughs> it is taken away from you just as quickly. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, there was all that talk we did for the last couple of weeks talking about Benicio del Toro and the new Star oh, Trek. No. He, he is not going to be in the Star Trek movie, even though uh, all the talking we heard made it sound like oh he's in. It's just a matter of there's some eyes to dot, T's to cross. And uh, he'll be in it. And then, lo and behold, no, I think it was money issues or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, what I read. That uh, there will be no Del Toro in the new Star Trek movie. But they did uh, They did sign on Peter Weller, a.k.a. RoboCop, is going to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he's... Uh, is he keeping busy these days, or does he kind of just show up sporadically? I think he was that's... in uh, a recent series, recent season of Dexter, and he was oh, pretty right. good. I mean, he he definitely looked like... Uh, God, he looked like hell, but I mean, he was you know pretty good. <laughs> um, he's uh, He was also in a Star Trek show for two episodes. That would be the ill-fated uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which was the last television show produced on tv uh the first chronologically speaking in the timeline of star trek but the the great scott bacula uh the great scott bacula (laughs) indeed sir um yeah that was uh he was in the uh, the penultimate episodes the final two which um if you ask any star trek fans they really consider those two episodes to be the finale and the real finale was a piece of shit. So uh, they, they tend to consider the episodes with uh, Peter Weller, who actually played a, a terrorist in that hmm. show, uh, in that episode. Um, but yeah, he's been cast, and uh, I guess the thing that has essentially sealed the deal for most fans, uh, they announced who the uh, the front runners are for the uh, Benicio Del Toro uh, would-have-been character, and uh, they're both Latinos, which essentially is shouted from the rooftops that they do intend to have Khan in the movie and not uh, Klingon. I mean, if you can have uh, Doc Brown be a Klingon in Star Trek Three, then I think you, you don't necessarily have to be uh, slightly darker skinned to play a Klingon. It seems uh, at this point it seems kind of obvious that they're going after the Ricardo Montalban type mm. uh, person. Uh, the two front runners are uh, Edgar Ramirez, whose name sounded. Uh, vaguely familiar, and then I actually had to go and look up some of his stuff. He was in uh, Domino, The Bourne, Ultimatum, uh, Vantage Point, uh, the TV miniseries Carlos, and he's going to be in the uh, Wrath of the Titans. I believe that would be the uh, Clash of the Titans sequel, where they will once again perhaps release a Kraken. I'm not sure. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Jordi Mola, and I'm probably butchering that name because it's got... um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing I'm just butchering that name. He he was in uh, mostly uh, Hispanic films, with the exception of the uh, the Michael Bay epic Bad Boys Two, and uh, he was in. Um, oh, Colum- that guy's not bad. 
Well, who, was in, who was he in Bad Boys 2? Um, like the the main uh, Colombian Coke guy. Oh, yeah, the Cuban guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that guy's so, awesome. Yeah, so, he was really good. Uh, so those are the two guys who are in the running, too, even though it hasn't been officially uh, been put out there. But I'm, I'm guessing they're the guys that are going to be playing Khan. They haven't said it, but it seems to be screaming out loud to me that that's who they are uh, casting as the main bad guy. Whether they have more than one, you know, who knows. Maybe they'll go uh, Jill Schumacher and have 37 bad guys in a movie. Uh, I think that's how many was in Batman and Robin. I'm not sure. I mean, Peter Weller, I mean, really all they have to do is just stretch some of his neck skin up and they could make the Klingon ridges so he could be a lead into the third one. <laughs> I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of Peter Weller being in this, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's I think that's totally awesome, and it's a it's a you know a bit of a a bit of a curveball I guess because he's not known for being in big huge Hollywood movies, but uh, hey, why not? Yeah. Um, outside of that though, you guys, I I really haven't seen a whole lot of movie news. There's been some uh, trailers that have crept their way out. Yeah, a couple of a couple of good trailers actually. Um... That that came out. I, I talk about, uh, talk about uh, talk about Battleship first because that's the only one of, of the ones that you mentioned that I haven't seen yet. So okay, so the Battleship the, the, the Battleship yes, based off the I guess Milton Bradley game. Just or say it. Yeah, this, this is okay. Battleship is an upcoming film um, based on the game of the same name. Right. Which when I first heard that, I was like, yeah, really? I mean, yeah. really. <laughs> That we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, mm-hmm. but uh, I looked at the first trailer and it was like, okay, this is pretty cool. It's got a good cast. It's directed by Peter Berg, who I really dig. Yeah, um, he directed the Great White Hype. He directed, um, oh god, I'm drawing a blank now. Well, it's not important. Anyway, right. uh, um, you know, it's got uh, Taylor Kitsch in it, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, who plays. Um, Eric Northman and True Blood, who is that guy's awesome. Um, Rihanna's in it. Liam Neeson's in it. Uh, it looks really good. So anyway, the, the second trailer comes out and blows me away. It looks so good. I it it is how they're saying it's based off of the game. Right. I, I have no idea. I you mean, have to be like loosely based or whatever. You know? I don't even think it's loosely based. I mean. Well, it, well, I mean, loosely in that there's battleships in it. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, but this well, movie... Also, isn't uh, Taylor Kitsch's character's name Milton Bradley in that movie? That could be the same. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Sergeant Bradley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, there's a, if there's a closing shot where uh, the captain of the evil battleship is on his knees with his fist clenched, screaming, you sunk my battleship, then we'll know. Oh, that yeah, be, I gotta yeah. imagine Epic. somewhere in this movie we're gonna get that line just as you know. Ha-ha. You kind of have to though, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I they think. did it. They, hey, they did it in. Uh, they had uh, Draco Malfoy do it in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. They had to have the oh, yeah. get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. They put they put it in there. Yeah, um, I mean they kind of just have to, and I really like that movie. And I, I guess I, I don't know, I didn't have a problem with it. Actually, I kind of like the uh, the juxtaposition of having the bad guy say it in this movie as opposed to the good guy saying it in the other movie so yeah. um but yeah i, I would definitely uh, we'll, we'll get it up on cinemageekly.com the new trailer so ch- check it out there but it looks really good um it's it, it comes out may 16th of 2012 
Um, $250 million budget, blah, 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 blah. It's by the same crew that brought you Transformers, the same production team. Right. Um, you know, and say what you will about Transformers. They were visually awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Stunning. movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, they should be. He uses like twelve minutes of footage in each movie. Like you know, that's exactly the same as the last. Well, yeah, well, that, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it, it, it's you know, battleships, um, it's aliens. It, it almost looks kind of like, uh, and this is going to be bad to say, and it might make a lot of people groan, but the, the, the kind of feeling I got was uh, Independence Day on the ocean. Um, nah, that doesn't make me groan. I love Independence Day. So. Yeah, so do I. I, I, I think in the trailer they show Tokyo getting like ripped apart, but I could be wrong. Um, it looks really good. I highly recommend checking out the trailer. After watching the second trailer, I am definitely jazzed about this movie, and I really want to see it. It's just another movie in the long, the long and growing list <laughs> of movies that I want to see in 2012, which... Um, I couldn't say this time last year for 2011, there was only a handful of movies that I was really kind of wanting to see. And, you know, I can, I can think of 10, at least 10 movies that I want to see, um, in the first half of the year for 2012. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go in with that movie, because it's, they they seem like they're walking on an incredibly thin line of, it would be really easy to make a terrible movie out of battleship. So, it just seems well, like you could go that way. Like there's, you said something about like aliens being involved. Like the aliens could be controlling the two ships. You know, like you and somebody else are from like up above playing the game, looking yeah. down below. Yeah. I really I mean, hope they're could, alien they could... kids drinking Sunny D after school. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the here's the synopsis according to the ever uh, accurate Wikipedia. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, in the Hawaiian <laughs> Islands, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my my professional reading voice now. Oh, in the in the Hawaiian Island, there I go screwing it up. In the Hawaiian Islands, an international naval fleet at Pearl Harbor engaged in a very dynamic and intense battle against an alien race known as the Regents. The aliens come to planet Earth on a mission to build a power source in the ocean. Upon their visit, they come in contact with the Navy fleet. The film is also purported to show both sides of the story from the aliens' perspective as well as the humans, so the audience knows exactly where the opponent's ships are. Oh, okay. wow. Um, so It's yeah. like cheating in the real game of Battleship. Right, right. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested. I when I saw the first teaser trailer, I wasn't blown away by its greatness or anything, but it was certainly better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like I said, the second trailer really shines it up nicely. Have to take uh, a look. You know, Liam Neeson is on a, a, a really good hitting streak f- for me, anyway, as far as movies. Right. Um, Rihanna's in it, so you know she's easy on the eyes. Right. Uh, it's got a great cast, good director. I mean, you can't really ask for much more uh, at this point. You just hope that the script is solid, and and when I go right. plunk down my money, uh, I come out of it happy. So. Um. So we also have uh, the Cabin in the Woods trailer that's co-written by Joss Whedon and uh, mm-hmm. Cloverfield's writer Drew Goddard. Yeah, I just um like literally before we went on air. Uh, saw the trailer for this and it looks it looks really really good yeah um it was supposed to come out uh, um in november uh on november 3rd and then mgm filed for chapter 11 
Um, I, well, it goes it goes even back further. Production began the the filming began in March of two thousand nine. Completed May of two thousand nine, the end of May. Right. Uh, so this has been sitting in the can for what will be three years before it actually comes to screen. Really? Um, yeah. So uh, it was supposed to come out on. Let's see. It's amazing that it's been in the can that long because it, it was, looks it, great. Yeah, it was, it was slated for a wide release on February 5th, 2010, then delayed until January 14th, 2011 uh, to be converted to 3D. Uh, of course, yes. Oh, God. Yeah, and then... 3D conversion. Yeah. And then on June 17th, MGM announced that the film would be delayed indefinitely due to them going or getting ready to go into bankruptcy. Um, ah. They went into bankruptcy, uh, Lionsgate picked up the distribution rights for it. They initially, then they rescheduled uh, for a Halloween 2011 release. And then on July 20th, Lionsgate got a hold of it, and now it's set for April 13th, 2012. And after seeing this trailer, that date can't get here fast enough. Right. It's Friday the 13th. Um, you know, this movie, right. you, if you haven't seen this trailer, go out of your way to see it. If you oh, can. yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. be putting it up on CinemaGeek.com yeah. for sure. That was, uh, um, yeah, for a second there, I thought, you know, when you told me about how long it's been in the can for, that it, that maybe the studios thought this was a, a quality issue or something, but it just looks like they've just run into a string of bad luck with the 3D conversion and then the yeah. bankruptcy filing and then getting new distribution and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now um, especially, too, it can't hurt having Chris Hemsworth be the star of it because he's Thor, so, you know, everybody... Yeah, so he's kind, of, he's kind of blown up since then. Before that, he only had the... Uh, the opening scene of the Star Trek movie to his yep. to his credit really, and it's kind of blown up big since then. And then obviously he's also got uh, the Avengers and stuff coming out as well. So I mean, ah, it just looks cool. It's like a it looked like a fusion of uh, sci-fi and, and horror, which I'm a big fan of, unless it's Jason in space or uh, yeah. And it almost oh, come just, on, just that one was too bad. Just thinking about it, it it has a uh, Truman Show kind of vibe to it. Uh, yeah, it's off the trailer, which is kind of interesting. Right. Um, they're saying that this is going to be like a whole new spin on uh, the horror horror genre. This kind, right. this type of alone in the woods type of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Whedon, I became a fan of his through a buddy, one of my one of my closest friends. He was uh, a big fan of. Uh, Angel and all those TV shows he did, and I right. started watching Angel just because my buddy always had it on, and um, really grew to appreciate Josh Whedon. Right. So, and then you have you know what's his name writing the the, the writer um, uh, Goddard Goddard yeah, yeah. Drew, uh, Goddard. Drew, Drew Goddard uh, who wrote and directed uh, this movie. He directed by Drew Goddard and co-written uh, and produced by Josh Whedon. Uh, who also code or co wrote it? So right. um, all the elements are in place for this one to be a really good movie. I mean, yeah, I'm sold. Great, great cast, great writer, yeah. director, great producer. Um, now you know, as we all know, nine times out. I mean, well, not nine times out of ten, but that doesn't necessarily make a recipe for success. But no. it certainly doesn't hurt. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, trailers can definitely lie, and sometimes they're made intentionally to lie um they're well, clearly the not trailer, the trailer's job is to sell you on going to the yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the worst of movies can be made look can a trailer can make the worst movies look up well right if you condense it down to a minute and a half yeah you can yeah i mean every there's probably it's hard to name a movie out there that doesn't have at least a minute and a half of of decent content and uh in it somewhere so twilight 
yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's like explosions or something like that. You can just put some heavy music to a bunch of explosions or something like that. People running and screaming at the same time or something. You might be able uh, to mention leave the theater for like a Twilight screening. I mean, I've watched Twilight trailers without throwing up, so I would say that that's at least uh, partially uh, something accomplished there. They've the unfortunate thing with Twilight is that they have a they have a tendency to leave some of the dialogue in the trailers, which is a <laughs> terrible idea. Uh, that's why when they uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago when they did the Snow White and the Huntsman trailer oh, with yeah. with Kristen Stewart in it. Uh, the trailer showed all the cool stuff, and they showed her in it, but she had no dialogue whatsoever in the trailer, which has me at least looking forward to the second trailer. Because she uh, always talks like she just woke up like two seconds before. Yes! They're like, and action, and her eyes open. Huh? Like, oh my god. Blah, blah. <laughs> yes. Not, not a fan. She yes. would have fit right into the Star Wars prequels. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to go there, Joe. Jar Jar uh, Stewart. The uh, right. uh, the Three Stooges trailer, which I did post Oof. on the website. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know how to feel about it, guys, at all. I'm a obviously the Stooges were uh, when when the Stooges were released. I think were before all of our times, but um, as I watched them a lot though. My dad was a is a huge fan, and he had like everything that he could possibly find on video, and I remember watching them all the time. Uh, just hours and hours of Three Stooges stuff, and I would still watch them on, uh, like, AMC and things like that. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, a diehard fan or whatever, but I, you know, always thought it was funny, probably because I thought it was hilarious when I was a kid. I wasn't a big fan of them turning it into a movie, just because, you know, I thought... My first thought was, what could you really do with it that wouldn't be guys doing impressions of the Three Stooges, which... So many people have done Three Stooges impressions already. It's sort well, of just... okay. And, and from the trailer, I mean, it looks like it, it's exactly what it is. I thought maybe they maybe try to take it in another direction or not necessarily exactly do. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a second chance as well. I mean, there's been a few things that I've read about the movie that I liked, and it's not like the impressions were bad. No, the guy who did Mo was actually pretty good, but I'm not giving this movie shit. Any yeah, movie okay. where they have to throw a, a cast member from the Jersey Shore into the trailer to entice excitement, yeah, get fucked. Right. I'm not yeah. seeing that. Here's, well, that well, I think the idea is that it's you'll see people from Jersey Shore get pounded on. By yeah, but it, you can just watch that show and watch them beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> why do I need there, to go to a movie theater to watch? Oh, God, yeah. So, oh. Um, my, my thought on this movie, and if you are around kids or at work listening... I would go ahead and mute it for about five seconds. But uh, with that being said, my thoughts on this movie are fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Farley brothers for making this movie, going ahead with this movie, with uh, abandoning their original plan. Fuck the studio for putting it out, and fuck anybody that goes to see this movie right. uh, for supporting this garbage. Right. Um, the original cast for this movie... And hold oh, on, I gotta turn. That's me. Somebody complaining about the f bomb just now. Yeah, right, right. That's it's actually my mom. She's she's her ears are burning. Are you cussing on the internet again? <laughs> um, yes, mom, I am. Uh, anyway, the original cast uh, was interesting. Penn, oh yeah, yeah. Sean Penn playing Larry, Benicio del Toro playing Mo, and Mo, Jim Carrey okay. playing yeah. Curly. Um, it ended up with Sean Hayes, Chris 
demand Topolis and Will, Will Sasso. Sasso. Oh. The insanely unfunny Will Sasso, yes. Yeah, well, the, the only saving grace about this movie is that it comes out the same day as <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. So it's gonna, <laughs> there we go. It's going to get smoked. I mean, um, man, the Farley brothers have let me down with this. I, I, mean, I watched that trailer, and I felt dirty. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm looking at them. They they looked the part. They they sounded the part, especially the guy who was doing um, Mo and Larry actually both sounded pretty pretty good. Um I mean, look, guys, Will Sasso wasn't funny enough to get on SNL, and that's not even saying much because SNL isn't even all that great. So, yeah, uh, well, I mean, he, was on, he was on Mad TV for God's sakes. Um, I'm forbidding any of us to put this trailer on the site on on CinemaGeekly.com. It's already up. I put it. I put. I put. Oh, God, I put it up there to run it down, essentially. So, shame <laughs> on you, Anthony. About, Shame on you. It's about two paragraphs of running it down, essentially. No, I mean, I, I felt like I had to say something because it's. Um, I mean, it's not some. It's not like one of my most beloved uh, franchises or anything like that of all time. But um, this is just one of those things where I just felt like telling myself that I was right because I kind of knew it was going to be <laughs> like this. To well, begin. you know, I would have almost. I, I I'd be happier with it if it was more of a biopic. Right, same here. With a little bit of like you know the slapstick involved of right. them shooting movies and stuff, it would have been um, inf- more interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah, but this this is this is. Yeah, they're trying to reinvent the wheel here, and it's yeah, uh, yeah. And I <laughs> I like I you know I'm like you I'm not a huge you know I'm not an avid follower or collector of the Three Stooges by any means, but I'm a guy, and as a guy, you kind of have to enjoy at some level the Three Stooges. Right. Uh, it's kind of like. Um, the Blues Brothers. Like, I don't think I've ever met a woman that's that's been like, this movie's funny or great. It's like a guy movie, you know. It's. it's... Well, I mean, and the uh, the Stooges started as like a vaudevillian act, so you've got to go back to like that kind, of, like in their in their era of TV and, and film, they were genius comedians that were, you know, hilarious and uh, you know things like that. But doing the same type of thing now, I, I put it on the site. It's like. Uh, uh, doing jokes that were hilarious in the eighties, but doing it like at a doing it at a bar tomorrow or something, nobody would think any of it's funny or it's all, you know, <laughs> derivative or you know, it's just blah blah blah. You've you've heard it and seen it all before. It seems and and it is what I thought it would be. It seems out of place, and it seems even more out of place putting it in setting the movie in modern day. Yeah, uh, it seem even more out of place. Um. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for is like, look how wacky and ridiculous this is. But, um, you know, it's I don't know. And and also a lot of people made some points that it wasn't the Stooges weren't also just completely 100 percent slapstick. They also had, uh, you know, smart one liners and zingers and things like that, too, that it wasn't just hitting each other over the head with shit. So, um, yeah, let down. (laughs) But I I can't say I was that let down because I really wasn't I didn't have high hopes to begin with. So. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. Let's uh, let's talk I, about stuff on. Uh, I just don't have anything else to say positive about it. So, well, we didn't have really anything positive to say. To the only the only positive thing I can say for this movie, I forgot the, to to mention this. There is one positive thing I can say about the movie, and um, that is they decided to not do an hour and a half movie or a two hour movie. They did it. They split it into like three half hour sections, kind of like the. The TV show wouldn't have a, f- a full episode. It would have like 
two oh or three God. mini episodes cut into it. Which you know, I get. I don't know. I give them credit for at least doing that format, but. Um, if that's the only credit I'm going to give them, they might as well have not made the movie. But uh. yeah, I guess I guess the only positive thing I can say about this movie is I'm positive I'm not going to go see it. So right. yeah, exactly. Uh, Original yeah. cast would have been great, but uh, that ain't happening. So yeah, move yeah. on to the uh, that, that's it for movie stuff. What um, I know, Aaron and I are going to be completely disinterested in this, but Joe tells me something wacky and great happened on the X Factor. So oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I like the X Factor, right? It's uh, uh, it's so much. Well, well, it's it's American. It's American Idol, but in a in a house or something, right? No, 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 no. Okay, it's uh, I'm that, lost now. It's it's. I hate American Idol. I hate that show. Uh, I think everybody on that show is cookie cutter, um, you know, right. interchangeable, blah, blah, blah. It should, be, it should be noted ahead of time that Joe, in fact, worked on a reality show of sorts at one point. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really necessarily have a soft spot in, for reality TV. I mean, I can appreciate good, just good TV. And this particular show was, in my opinion, pretty good. Yeah, but um, well, and I also should mention that I like the show you worked on. I don't like a lot of reality shows, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last Comic Standing was pretty good. Um, so, okay, here, I'll give you a quick rundown for those of you that don't know and to bring you two up. The show basically is the judges are L.A. Reid, who's big time, uh, Paula Abdul, who is Paula Abdul, oh, right. Nicole Schlesinger from the Pussycat Dolls. Whatever. Scherzinger. Uh, she's the lead of the Pussycat Dolls. What the um, hell are the Pussycat Dolls? A group of yeah, girl we'll hip hop singers. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Simon Cowell, which is awesome because Simon Cowell is funny as hell. Um, so the premise is, is that each of the four judges gets their own uh, division. Okay. The over 30s, there are the boys under 30, the girls under 30, and then groups. Okay. So it's not just, it's not age-restricted, which is nice, like American Idol. Right. Uh, It truly is trying to find talented people. Like some of the people that have made it now to the final four, final five, whatever it is now, Mm -hmm. you look at them and you're like, dude, this guy's, you know, what the hell is this guy doing on TV? But he's an awesome singer, or she's an awesome singer. Um. So anyway, this week, uh, it's down to, of course, Paula Abdul, she gets stuck with the groups, right? So her mm-hmm. thing is groups. Nicole, whatever her last name is, she which gets... Is, which is funny, of course. I must have done this on purpose, because Scherzinger is part of a group, and Paula Abdul yeah, has always well, been a single. Yeah. Well, she was a Laker girl. That's a group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, and then Simon gets the girls, L.A. Reed's boys, uh, and then Nicole gets the over 30s. Mm-hmm. And in that over 30s group, there were a couple of really good singers, one who got eliminated a few weeks ago and another one who, when I saw him audition, I, I said, that guy's going to make it to the finals. Uh, his name is Josh Crow Krawcheck. And if you, he's a real solely kind of singer. Um, Which is hey, cool. I think that. Yeah, anyway, um, the, the finalists, the four or five finalists right now are all, like, I'd buy CDs from them. Um or download them from iTunes, whatever. Yes. Uh, so anyway, this, there, there, was, <laughs> there was a 13-year-old girl, I believe, maybe a little bit younger, uh, named Rachel Crow. And this girl, if you closed your eyes and listened to her sing, 
you'd swear to God you were listening to a 30 or 40 year old woman singing. I mean, mm-hmm. this girl was phenomenal. Yeah. Now, is she the one that I want to win? No, I'm like Team Josh all the way, which is really kind of ladylike for me to say. But yeah, so I was gonna say, can we avoid the team thing here? We, we just got yeah. done talking about Twilight. So it comes down to uh, it comes down to her and uh, this Marcus kid who were down to the last two, and the way they do it is they for this particular episode it was let's see four I think went through there were six of them left so. They announce the four that went through, and then the last two, they do a, what they call a Save Me song, which is they sing right then, and uh, then the judges say, you're going home, you're going home, you're staying, you're staying, you're staying, whatever, right. whatever the case may be. So this kid, Marcus, has been in uh, the bottom two now. This was his second week, and he sucks, man. I don't know how he's made it this far. Uh, <laughs> fan voting, I, I got to imagine. So right. Last week, he gets saved because of uh, Nicole screwed up and voted him through and voted off another front runner last week. Her and Paula, they just, I mean, completely shit the bed on this. This week, she does it again. She's like, it comes down to her. She's if if she votes this, if she votes for the girl, then uh, uh, it would go to a split decision. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's how it worked. Hold on. Uh, LA voted for the guy. Paula voted for the guy. Simon voted for the girl. Yeah. If, if Nicole would have voted for the girl, it would have gone to like sudden death or something. And I don't know what the hell would have happened there. A sing off perhaps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was like, I can't decide. No. How did this go? I can't remember now. I'm riveted. Did she give a bullshit? Did she give a bullshit? Uh... Ended, ended, ended up, she she ended up voting for um, the like. Oh, they're both so good. Yeah, so it did go to sudden death, and and what happens in sudden death is that it goes to the votes, like whoever got the most votes from the audience, mm-hmm. and it turns out that uh, the girl got sent home. And it was the total. It was totally the wrong call. I mean, just fucking asinine. And, and we're talking the uh, the young, the young, amazing right. singer girl, right? And it was like, is the they- guy who sucks? Is he like good looking? Is there any chance he's banging one of the judges to stay on? Or <laughs> I don't know, man. But when they Scherzinger. when he when they announced it, the look on his face was like, oh shit, I made it. And the like look he wasn't on- expecting to win. And the look on her face was like, oh shit, he made it. You know, it wasn't in the script. <laughs> Right, right. So it was, it was pretty. Uh, I mean, for reality TV, it was pretty fucking dramatic. And I was like, "Holy right. shit, this girl got screwed." So now, like, I just kind of, I, I don't watch it every week. I just kind of tune in to see if the guy that I like is making it through, and blah blah blah. He's kind of right. this dumpy fucking guy that worked at Taco Bell, and I really dig him. The uh, best kind of guy. Yeah, right. and he fucking, he's a phenomenal singer. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ray LaMontagne, but he sounds a lot like him. I have yeah. Um. That style, real raspy, soulful voice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, dude, this show's fucked, man. I don't want to watch this shit anymore. <laughs> I was all pissed off about it. You know, that I little totally, girl deserved to win. Totally sucked me in, and now I've got to finish out. I mean, it's I think next week or the week after is the last of the show, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Now I got to watch this show. But uh, yeah, for, for those of you out there that, that 
care about or, or that watch it, you know what I'm talking about. For those that don't, it sounds like a bunch of shit, but yeah. and it probably really is a bunch of shit. But, <laughs> but regardless, uh, it it was a fun night of TV for me anyway. It's like the best reason to to check it out. Um, so there's it's like another uh, a TV thing that uh, you showed me. I was a uh, a trailer for when is this show coming out on ABC? The River. Uh, this is another. Is this an yet another in the long line of attempts of uh, television networks trying to recapture what Lost gave them? Um, it's, it certainly seems like. I mean, I'm not saying this show is going to be terrible or anything like yeah. that. It looks like it has a. Um, I want to say his name is. Uh, oh God! Now it's killing me. Like Chris Greenwood or uh, Greenwood. Um, he he's yeah he's great. Um. What's the uh, so? What's the idea behind this show? It's a, another Steven Spielberg show. Yes, yes, it is um, created by the guys from. Uh, well, not Lost. Let me see. Uh, bu- 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 I'm trying to see. I don't. Uh, I think the Lost guys might be working on another JJ show. He's got a uh, this Alcatraz based show coming. Oh out yeah, yeah, Lost on Alcatraz. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a paranormal adventure fantasy horror mystery that's the genre that it's been classified according to the according to wikipedia uh it's always a reliable source i will give you the synopsis um famed explorer dr emmett cole played by bruce greenwood bruce greenwood yeah went looking for magic deep in the uncharted amazon and never returned the shocking truth about his disappearance is out there somewhere just waiting to be discovered to the millions of kids who grew up watching his nature show, show Dr. Cole was a hero. To his own son, Lincoln, played by Joe Anderson, he was more of an enigma. Now, six months after he vanished, Lincoln is finally ready to bury the past when Dr. Cole's emergency beacon suddenly goes off. At the urging of his mother, Tess, played by Leslie Hope, okay. Lincoln, Lincoln reluctantly joins her on a search for his father. To fund the rescue, they agree to let uh, Dr. Cole's KGX producer Clark, played by Paul Blackthorne, film the mission documentary style. The mixed crew of old friends and new acquaintances includes the sexy and resourceful Lena, loyal mechanic Emilio, and lethal bodyguard Captain Kirk something or other. <laughs> I like that you're just leaving it at Captain Kirk. It's William Shatner, ladies and gentlemen, is right. uh, the cast of the river. Produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, filmed in... Puerto Rico and Hawaii. It starts February seventh, twenty twelve, and it looks really good. Um, I'm I have to grind my teeth. I, I I love Spielberg. He's like one of my favorite directors ever. There's so many Spielberg movies that I love and own. I just have really not been able to get into his TV shows for some reason. Um, I, I struggled. Really... I mean, there was Falling Skies. We were talking about off the air. That's on TNT, and I tried to watch the pilot for that show three times and fell asleep twice. Yeah, see, and I I really dug um, that whole show, um, Falling Skies. I, I thought it was really good, and I'm actually looking forward to the the next season. I, I like the premise of it. The premise is, you know, they, they start it. the The world was invaded by aliens, and we lost. And we they start the show after we yeah, already about six lost. Months, about six months after the invasion and the battle, and blah right. blah blah. Love uh, the premise. I just for some reason just couldn't if, make it if through. You get past it's one of those shows that if you can get past the first and the pilot in the first episode, right. It's going to hook you. It's just getting through them. And I, I kind of found myself liking it right out of the gates. Um, but you know, it, it takes time. Um, it is a little slow moving, but not like lost slow. Right. 
Uh, and that's the weird thing with Lost. I was sucked right in with that show and watched it hypnotically. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't, you know, maybe it was lured in by the whole alien invasion thing and expected to see uh, a lot of action when there really wasn't that much act that much action and the at least in the pilot so yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know i mean i'm, I'm gonna give this show a shot too because i'm yeah, well apparently I'm the biggest sucker in the world when it comes to tv shows like this but i'm you know i'll give it a shot but cautiously so yeah hopefully they won't fucking get me all into it and then announce that it's canceled a week later or, you know six <laughs> yeah. weeks later six um the project went into went on to be heavily sought after and caused a bidding war between nbc and abc um, which is always a good sign. Um, right. Bidding wars don't really happen anymore for shows because there's not a lot of scripted TV. Right. Um, but that looks to be changing. There's a lot of, actually, I was talking to, uh, a buddy of mine the other day and I was like, dude, there's a lot of scripted TV out. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of turning the tables on reality, which is fine by me. Right. Um, reality, but, reality had its 15 minutes and, and then some. Well, and there's still some decent reality out there. Um, some, I mean, very, very little. Right. Uh, you know, I like uh, Gold Rush Alaska. That's on tonight. Actually, I'll be watching that when it gets done. I, I really enjoy that show. I would say like some of the History Channel ones, things like that. Yeah, like, yeah, like Pawn Stars. I really like Pawn Stars. I like all these auction shows that are on now, Auction Hunters and Storage Wars. Right. And I mean, a lot of those I think were kind of on before reality reality shows even took hold but i mean i I'm, i'd be more than happy to see shows like the bachelorette go to the wayside or something yeah. like that yeah yeah um, um i mean i don't want to see people lose their jobs or whatever but i mean it's just those types of shows are just you know they're not on tv i'm not shedding a tear yeah well uh this show looks good i'm gonna definitely give it a shot i i I stumbled across it this week. I, I saw some kind of trailer for it. You know, it was, uh, some link that was like, oh, ABC's new show, must-see trailer. So I clicked on it, and I was like, wow, this does look really good. So I'm excited for that. Another thing in 2012 that'll be uh, getting, fatter, getting fatter and more out of shape, too, while I sit around and watch it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll try to get the, the um, trailers. There's several trailers up. Um, I'll try to get them onto cinemageekly.com this weekend. Hey, there's a. Has anybody seen anything lately? We usually do this. Has anybody seen anything lately? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to go to a movie until next weekend when Mission Impossible comes out and then Sherlock Holmes and all that. Okay. Um, so, right. I, yeah, I mean, there's just been nothing. It's like we talked about a couple of episodes ago. There's nothing out this whole last. And it's it's even gotten worse. Usually it's like that October, November month that there's nothing out. It's really seemed to go from like mid October to what now, December, the, the second mm-hmm. week of December. I'm like, really? Come on. This, is, this has been terrible. Um, no, I mean, usually when that happens, I tend to dig into my, my ever expanding queue of movies that I have stockpiled that I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Yeah. Um, Netflix has been a lifesaver for, you know, I, for movies anyway. Um, you guys got to make the jump to the Amazon TV Hulu plus. I can't, I can't, I can't, sir. I can't get Hulu Plus. <laughs> I refuse to. I refuse to pay for more commercials. I'm already paying Charter a lot of money for a lot of commercials. So drop the Charter, just pick it up exclusive. Uh, I'm not allowed to drop my Charter. Brother, my brother, uh, <laughs> all he has is Hulu. Uh, Netflix. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of hesitant about about going that route for Amazon TV and Hulu Plus, and I got to watch baseball. And made the uh, addicted, made so. the jump a couple months ago, man. I got to tell you, just the the monetary difference alone. Is oh no, I mean, money. I know the I know the money would get saved. Yeah, uh, and the, the TV watch is really all that much different. You know, sports you catch online. I mean, you know, it's it's not that bad. No, no, I mean, I'm highly addicted to watching uh, baseball, and I have to watch 162 Tigers games every year. So, um, <laughs> if I do not watch them, world may end. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't allowed it to happen yet. Well, they have an MLB package, so you'd be good to go. Uh, I thought they usually do like uh, local area blackouts <laughs> and stuff like that. No, if you get that uh, that that box, the Roku, like they have like an MLB channel on there, you pay like you know mm. twenty bucks a month or whatever for. Hmm. I'll look into it, sir. Um, I, I actually didn't see anything that was on Netflix. I saw uh, 30 Minutes or Less. And yeah, how was that? Um, I, I liked it. I liked it more than the, most of the other critics liked it. Of course, the story that the movie is based on is a lot less hilarious <laughs> than the actual. Well, unless you're Aaron. I don't know. I think that one's a lot funnier than the actual movie. <laughs> Aaron maybe think the actual scenario. Wait a second. The, the way you phrase that, are we critics now? I mean, is that what we... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I wouldn't consider myself a critic. I uh, thought we were just cynics. I don't know. Just, I, like, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying I liked it more than... Oh, well, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, really, <laughs> I mean, for if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to hear about news and, you know, Please. I don't know why, but what we think about what we think about movies we saw or whatever. So I guess in a way we are critics, but the bottom line is, is don't take our word for it, you know? No, no, absolutely. I, I would suggest that... I mean, if I if I took uh, the other critics' word for it, I wouldn't have watched thirty minutes or less because they didn't like it that much, and I yeah, like well, more than they did. So, if you go to cinemageekly.com and you go watch that uh, Three Stooges trailer, and you just can't wait to see it, yeah. awesome. You know what? Go yeah. see it. I mean, uh, there's except a movie the part where you said "fuck that, anybody," uh, except for the part where you said "fuck anybody who goes to see it." <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. retract oh. that statement. That was retracted. I'm not. I'm yeah, leaving that right out there. Don't you know? At the, the end of the, the day, it's my it's my opinion, and right, right. right. You know, there's I, I, there's nothing I don't like more than or dislike more than a, a movie snob. Um, <laughs> I can find joy in just about anything except for the Three Stooges. I'm telling you that right now. But you know, <laughs> Twilight. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, the thing about the thing about this flick was, and I'm not a uh, Aziz Ansari is somebody who's love him or hate him really there's not a lot of middle ground of like oh he's all right most people really like him think he's hilarious and some people think he's nails on a chalkboard i tend to think he's nails on a chalkboard for me i yeah i mean he's got his moments of hilarity but they've kind of uh clouded by nails on a chalkboard who are we talking about uh aziz anzari he's on uh community I want oh to... yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Parking, right? he's, uh, he's the little indian guy who, who talks really really quickly and yeah yeah he was in uh Oh, that one with uh, Adam Sandler and mm. oh, Funny People, or is that what it's called? No, was that Funny People? I don't know. I I, I enjoyed that. I, the I guess the thing is for me in this movie, he played the because he's one of those guys that plays his comedian who plays the same character all the time. Um, I was sitting there being upset after the movie was over, saying like, "This is the same <laughs> character he always plays." Until I thought about uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, who essentially always plays the same character as well, unless he's playing, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, and then he's playing a slightly 
Even then, that wasn't too far off. No, I mean, I was going to say, even then, it's not a completely different... Uh, it's just a slightly altered character for him, but he t- he tends to play the same character over and over again. I think it's just because Jesse Eisenberg doesn't annoy me as much as Aziz Ansari does. But he, for me, I guess, um, they were such polar opposites. Like, yeah, uh, Aziz is so hyper, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg is so low-key that they kind of cancel each other out to where I didn't find him as annoying as I normally do. Uh, Danny McBride and uh, Nick Swartzen, I think, are... Love those guys. Uh, Dude, Danny McBride's so fucking funny. He's yeah, the... he's hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's... Have you guys seen... Speaking of Danny McBride, um, have you guys seen the trailer for the new season of... Uh... Yes. <laughs> Found and Down. Yes. <laughs> Found and Down. Oh, I saw the trailer. I haven't started watching the show yet, but it's on oh my... Oh, my God. Get to it immediately. And yes, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. That and Black Dynamite, you have to see. I mean... Yes. Oh, it, 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 Danny McBride's first movie, uh, how he first got famous, the Foot Fist way, where he plays a Taekwondo instructor. Dude, that he, movie's hysterical. Oh my god, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Maybe we should jump into Netflix picks, since we're we're starting to recommend. Well, it, it's right. it's really just a Danny McBride tangent. If you hadn't brought him up, you you know it it wouldn't start it. Well, I mean, he's he's epic. I loved him in Tropic. Fun oh, he's too. great. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. Um. No, no, but we should jump into the to the old Netflix picks. Um, Are we about that time already? Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We had a, a you. Uh, by the way, just a quick update on a previous Netflix picks. Even though, because uh, Aaron also uses the Hulu Plus and, <laughs> and things like that, you uh, you suggested people watched Spaced, which yes. at the time was only on uh, Hulu Plus, but it was just a couple of days ago. Edgar Wright himself tweeted that. It was uh, Space found its way to Netflix, and I, oh, brilliant. even though I've already seen it, instantly queued it again so I can watch them again because I don't have them on uh, on disc at this Which moment. Which one is Spaced? Uh, Spaced is, um, that would be uh, Simon Pegg. And, Nick Frost. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, it's, he's, um, what is it, he's uh, kicked out, his girlfriend kicks him out. Yep. Or something. His, his girlfriend kicked him out of the apartment, they broke up, so he goes apartment hunting, he, uh. He's an aspiring comic book artist who works in a comic book shop, so right away that was enough to suck me in, not to mention the fact it was Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, he meets this girl in a coffee shop, they become close friends, and they lie to a landlord that they're a couple to so get a deal on an apartment. Yeah. yeah. Nice, and, nice. And then it just follows their uh, their shenanigans through about... And you have you you recommended this movie, right, Aaron? Uh, it's it's actually a TV show. show on Netflix, and it's uh, highly recommended, especially it's if great. you just love nerdy nerdy stuff spaced okay i'm i am gonna add that to the queue yeah, yeah I, mean, it, very... I, I didn't hear about it uh until long after the show was over long after i watched uh Shaun of the dead and things like that and they're like oh if you like that check out space and i'm like what the hell is that right and uh, pointed me in the direction watched all the episodes fell in love and uh that was uh actually that was uh he got a uh, simon Pegg got quoted an awful lot from that show when he got cast as scotty for the star trek movie because they were they did a they did the uh the famous star trek fans joke about how oh yeah even numbered star trek movies are good and all the odd numbered movies suck and he was in an odd numbered movie yep uh which was good so broke the broke the curse but either way (laughs) um but yeah that was just an update uh because aaron mentioned it a, a a few weeks ago and it's now officially available on Netflix, so oh, awesome! That's like a a roundtable suggestion for Netflix, <laughs> picks, but uh, yeah, let's uh go around the the triangle shaped table, I guess, for this week. Uh, Joe, what do you what do you got in mind? My um my pick is the I don't know if it's a little known movie, 
uh, but it wasn't seen by a lot of people. Right. Uh, and that is Take Me Home Tonight. Uh, it stars Topher Grace. Oh, Dan Fogel. Love that guy. Dan Fogel, yeah, who well, I'll get to in just a second. Uh, Topher Grace, Anna Ferris, Dan Fogler, uh, Teresa Palmer, um, and the beautiful Michelle Trachtenberg has a bit part in it. Uh, uh, yes, Michelle Trachtenberg. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Nickelodeon, sir. Um, this movie is really, really funny. It takes place in the 80s. Um, it, uh, it's, I'm queuing it's it as funny. we speak right now, actually. I... <laughs> It, it's it's it takes plenty of ages. It was written by the guys that did that '70s show, uh, and also Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, Topher Grace is actually palatable in this. Uh, Anna Ferris is always funny; she's good in it. Dan Fogler. Uh, had I not come across this movie, Dan Fogler plays Topher Grace's character's best friend in this, and all I could think of watching this is this guy's like a young Sam Kennison. I mean, like oh, that's funny you say that. Fogler, yeah, well, and and. When I thought that, I was like, I gotta, I gotta IMDb this guy or something because I'd never heard of him. Um, oh my god, yeah, I, I, I've been aware of this guy for years. I mean, the Balls of Fury, the the ping pong movie he did with Christopher Walken was well, tremendous. Yeah, uh, Fanboys, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. And then I started doing it together, and I'm like, I do know who this guy is, and I'm like, when I'm watching Take Me Home tonight, I'm like, dude, this guy's like Sam. It turns out he has uh, been tapped to play Sam Kennison in the HBO biopic that they're doing about Sam Kennison. So, oh, great! So I was like, yeah. "Score, man! That's going to be great." This guy is a hair away from being like a breakout star. Yeah, um, he is. Fu- he, he steals the movie. He's funnier than hell. He's on a TV show now on ABC called Man Up, which I just heard got canceled. Which just got yet yeah, seven episodes are available online. They're supposed to be putting them all on DVD when it hits. So it's just a yeah, and it's it, I just just a side side note. I would definitely check out um, Man Up on M- on ABC. It's pretty absolutely. Fun. Yep. All right, Aaron, what do you got in mind? Wow, uh, this week. Let me see. Uh, been going back and watching a lot of movies uh, between uh, my online stuff. Gonna be put up a review of the the Conan remake. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, you've seen it then. Uh, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. If you take it for what it is, it, it's got its good and bad points. Good points would be Rachel Nichols nude. And that was a definite high spot of the movie. Jason, Jason Momoa was was tolerable. As uh, they should have hired Triple H to play Conan. Conan. Oh, I shut mean, the fuck up! They should have. Come on, dude. It wouldn't have. Been, it, you know, it would have made a, a different, a bit of difference. Except I would have gone to see it at the. It would have made it. It would have made the movie worse. Or his clone, no. Sean Bean, and, and it would have been on the shelves in Walmart in about a week after it hit the theaters. <laughs> and it would be on WWE Network and all. Oh my god! Sure. Screw that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I gotta go with Joe. Uh, Man up. Uh, if you guys get a chance to check it out online, definitely watch this show. Brilliant. Really, really funny stuff. Um, I have a, a lukewarm. I was telling you guys before we went on kind of a lukewarm pick this week, but it's it's really it's only because it's the only thing I've watched this week that isn't like mainstream as hell unless I'm like everybody watch Cheers, even though most all of you have already watched Cheers in some form or fashion. Um, but no, I, I uh, just randomly happened across this flick called pastime and i wrote a review for it already on the site and it's i only only started watching it because baseball nerd and it was a baseball movie so i I eventually uh gave in and 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 gave it a watch uh the my first thought about this movie was almost completely negative because if you've seen bull durham 
it's uh it's Bull Durham essentially with without Kevin Costner or Tim Robbins or Susan Sarandon in it. Um, oh, but it so turns out be good. It, it turns out the uh, it turns out the story that this uh, that this was adapted from was actually written long before Bull Durham was. It just so happened the movie got made a few years after Bull Durham did. Um, no, it's um it's just about a, a a minor league baseball team in the the late fifties with uh, an old, aging, white guy ball player mentoring a young African-American guy. That's when racism was pretty high, even in the major leagues. So it was, I'm guessing infinitely worse so in the minor leagues because you get all of the, uh, the hillbillies turning out to the minor league games. Um, but, I mean, it's essentially what Bull Durham was, which was Kevin Costner mentoring uh, Tim Robbins' uh, character. But the, the things that this movie did cooler uh, that, I, that I enjoyed... Uh, was the fact that the the main character uh, dies before the movie is over, um, which is which is great number one and great number two is that they, he didn't follow the the normal archetype that these players usually are uh, when they do movies like this. Usually, the guy was a he was a great major league player that oh he got he got hurt one day and had to go down to the minors and never healed up enough to make it back to the majors or he was great one day but then he you know got too old or whatever this is a dude who knew a lot about baseball but wasn't a particularly great ball player was good enough at one point to make it up to the majors uh he, he made one appearance and gave up a grand slam and was sent down and never made it back up again and just hung around in the minor leagues until he was too old to play uh minor league ball um yeah it's 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 hard for me to recommend it because I only gave it the uh, the three geeky glasses, which is like on the teetering point of I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it. There was lots of stuff to like, but there was lots of stuff that I was also like. Was there nudity? Yeah, it was 1991. You see a lot of nudity in oh, yeah. the 90s, and it was an indie film, um, so you'd think definitely some nudity, but no nudity at all. No. Oh, that's definitely three glasses, and that's not even not even male nudity in this movie. Nobody hung dong. No. That's a crying shame. Well, then that makes it one geeky right? glass. Half a geeky glasses. <laughs> um, like, a, like a flaccid glasses. So it's, uh, I, would, I would suggest checking it out because it's, it's interesting, but I, I wouldn't say it's like mind-blowingly great. So I'm going to have to go out of that, – that is the, uh, the flip of the coin you get sometimes with Netflix. Sometimes you get something great. Sometimes you get something terrible. Sometimes uh, something in between. And this was kind of just – Something in between. It was it was it was a good watch, but it wasn't something that I'm gonna probably go out of my way to see again. So right. oh oh, I'm gonna be doing a review for uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. If you guys get a chance, check well, this movie out. Yeah, I would also recommend people go and because uh, that's not gonna see a, a well. I mean, it's already passed its release window, but it didn't see a a wide <laughs> release anyway. No, I just but picked it up on Blu-ray. Definitely go check it out, everybody. It's available on the uh, on the discs and on uh, all of the on-demand services and things like that. I've heard. Yeah. Nothing but great things, so I'm going to definitely check it out. Great movie. Great, great, great movie. Uh, speaking of releases, Blu-ray releases for the uh, December the 13th, two days before we, my we, birthday. We so. really need some, like, bumpers for these uh, segments, you know, like, Blu-ray releases, yeah! That's something, uh, some musical cues, right? Instead yeah. of just me saying, it's time for the Blu-ray releases. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be great. Maybe I can get some organ music in the background, like old-timey church organ music. You should take a celebrity rants and try to splice them up a little bit, like maybe Gibson going off about his ex-wife or Christian Bale yelling at lighting guys to splice those right into the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Netflix. Netflix picks. Boing, oing, 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 oing. <laughs> I can totally do stuff like that. So. 
It'd be awesome. Watch out, watch out for next week's episode, perhaps, if I if I actually decide to do it. Oh my god! Or if anybody else decides to do it and send and send them in, uh, that would also be infinitely better because then I don't have to do the work myself. So. That and a soundboard yeah, right. like a gagging noise of somebody choking to death whenever. We well, no, I mean I do have a I do have a soundboard, um, which I I use for uh, the Sphericast podcast, which is just a completely off-topic podcast where there's lots of <laughs> swearing and talk about politics and making fun of them so it's uh no i mean uh no i mean it's a the other the other podcast has absolutely no format to it There's... no i meant the swearing oh okay well yes then then in that case yeah. uh but i do have a soundboard for that uh for that but none of them would particularly make a whole lot of sense in <laughs> in this uh in this particular podcast but no i mean that's a that's a good idea just so every week it isn't just me saying and on to the blu-ray releases for the week of december 13th will sound like an npr show is what it's gonna <laughs> boil down to and now yeah. for the blu-ray releases of december 13th 2011 um fuck shit okay now, <laughs> we're, not in, now we're not npr um the expendables extended director's cut oh man uh, really Guessing yeah, 30 no, I'm minutes. pissed when I heard about that because I ran out and bought the Expendables on Blu-ray when it came out. I did too. Now I got to go buy this one. Yeah, 34 minutes of explosions. Damn you it. know, I get, I, I, I know why they do this. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're not very bright if you don't. It's, it's to get more money, and I, I, I respect that, and I get it, and blah blah blah. But dude, come on, it just pisses me off that they waited so long to do it. Well, yeah. it's like uh, Kill Bill, um, Volume One and Two. They keep. I don't own those, and I'm like Tarantino is my, you know, Tarantino and Sally Monkey, those two right. editor director combo. They're like my idols. Um, love everything they've done, blah 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 blah. But I'm not buying Kill Bill one and two until they release <laughs> the whole bloody affair. I mean, right? Um, you know, right now you look at the Kill Bill Blu-rays, and it's just kind of like no special features or anything. And I have them on DVD, and I won't upgrade until. Yeah. You know, afterwards. Um, we also have uh, Fright Night and Fright Night in 3D. Um, I went and saw Fright Night at the theater. I thought it was good. Um, it's a definitely a different spin on the original. And Yeah, uh, for a remake, it, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it. Colin Farrell was really cool in it. The guy that plays the uh, Chris Angel kind of guy, he was really good. David uh, Tennant, uh, the 10th Doctor Who, for those of you who are in the know. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, whatever. Uh, oh come on! Don't don't you dare, dude! I don't know. I I've never watched Doctor Who. Um, oh, you're missing out. Go on Dr. Netflix. Who? Watch every yeah. Go on Netflix. Do <laughs> yourself a favor. Um, it is on Netflix. It's a good movie though. I I would recommend uh, either renting it or buying it. Whatever. Right. Um, just it's, just it's go a, buy it. Just yeah, it's a good movie. Go it's it. it's a fun movie. Uh, the 1989 flick Intruder, uh, not heard of that one, but it's from Synapse Films, and it's on Blu-ray. Uh, the 1944 flick Meet Me in St. Louis, um, which I have no desire in seeing, but I'm curious to know if, they, uh, if they've done a great uh, transfer. I've seen some like really old movies get surprisingly good Blu-ray treatments, and others not so much. Or there was just not a lot they could have done to them anyway. Do you know what that uh, movie is about? No, I've I've not I've never even heard of that flick. Yeah, that's, that's I, I don't I, I was honestly asking. I had nothing funny to say. Oh, okay. I just want to know what it's about. You're like I'm interested. I've um, heard the movie, but uh, I I have never seen it. Dan, I wish Dan was on this podcast uh, this week because he would he would know. He's watches all of those really super old movies. Um, Kung Fu Panda Two is on the Blu-rays. Yeah, uh, my daughter's jumping up and down about that one. So. As- oh. 
As is mine. Um, I don't. I don't hate those movies though. I you know I find them entertaining. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. They're not Pixar quality uh, storytelling, but they're not bad. Um, the Rocketeer is hitting Blu-ray. Nice. Ah. Uh, Velvet. The Rocketeer. Uh, Velvet Goldmine and uh, the movie Velvet that has. Goldmine. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that has, and the movie that has of the in it twice. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Is uh, also hitting Blu-ray a couple I'll days. I'll be checking that up. Velvet Goldmine. I'm really. Uh, I don't know if I could see that scene. Well, what particular scene you talking about? Goldmine. Goldmine. That's one Christian Bale, Ewan McGregor, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if I'm if I'm correct in remembering this, I believe Obi Wan Cornhole's Batman in that movie. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually dressed up as those characters. It's yeah. Amazing. Oh, nice. And because right. there was some, there was some old Hollywood, you know, Hollywood legend story. I remember, like Christian Bale got really upset because I think, uh, I think Ewan McGregor actually tried slipping a pinky in. <laughs> yeah, I remember Christian Bale. Like he just he won't yeah, talk about right. ever doing that movie at all. Yeah, he, yeah, he, you're he, right. It's a Christian, Christian Bale, uh, Ewan McGregor, Eddie Izzard is in it. Uh, yeah. Nineteen. Uh, what is it here? Nineteen eighty, nineteen ninety-eight film. Yeah, that's the one. You you watch watch that scene. You McGregor, yeah, Obi Wan Cornhole's Batman, and he tries slipping a pinky, and that's why Christian Bale still won't talk about it to this day. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious now. That'll be every time I ever see Christian Bale, which will be never, but uh, every time I do see him, I will be sure to ask him about Velvet Goldmine. Like, Could man. you see my copy of Velvet Goldmine? Um, I don't know what to say. I, with you your know. pinky? Could you sign it with your pinky? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we we uh, let's go full full circle here and back to um, what's coming out. And there is only there's but one movie coming out that I think is even getting a even a wide release. But uh, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's got a snowball's chance, you guys. But it's a uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and it's that what? would tink. It's called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. You've never heard of this before. It's a it's actually a, a pretty huge UK thing. Being in no. and I thought you may have heard of it before. It's um, it's like a suspense mystery uh, uh, drama thing. It's um, good cast, great cast. Matter of fact, it's a uh, Mark Strong, Tom Hardy, Colin Firth, and Gary Oldman. Wow. Um, and it's uh, let's let's just read the, uh, the synopsis. It says uh, based on the classic novel, the same name. Uh, the international thriller is set at the height of the Cold War years in the mid-20th century. George Smiley, played by Gary Oldman, is a disgraced British spy, is rehired in secret by his government, which fears that the British Secret Service, a.k.a. MI6, has been compromised by a double agent working for the Soviets. Um, yeah, it's uh, based on a really popular novel. It's a huge UK thing. And as soon as I heard they were making um, a new movie about it and read, the, read about the cast and stuff... Uh, pumped! I'm excited. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a great movie, especially with all of that talent and stuff in it. But um, just by the fact that you were like, "Huh," tells me <laughs> you know exactly what to expect from the top of the box office. Well, doesn't uh, doesn't the sitter Sorry, come out everybody. this weekend? Uh, you're right. No, the sitter does come out. That's the uh, I'm completely Jonah Hill. Off guard, you're so totally correct, sir. But, but uh, see, and that, that's something that bothers me just about Hollywood in general. Like, he was always known as being a quirky, funny, fat guy, but now that he's getting thin, it, I can't really laugh at him anymore. He's fat in this movie still. Is he? Did he, did he yes. Did he make, like, five movies before he lost weight? Oh, I hope so, because, I mean, what? Because oh. he's, he's big in Moneyball, um, and he is. He's definitely, I'm looking at the pictures right now, he's still, he's still big. He doesn't look 
as huge as he did in like super bad. That'll be worth a shot. I mean, yeah, it, that's the thing is like you know like Seth Rogen like he 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 was fat, then he got thin for Green Hornet, which freaking sucked balls. Now he's starting to get chunky again, so hopefully he might get funny again. <laughs> funny again. I don't uh, think you're losing correlates with with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think. Uh, it I really think, does, because I mean, you know, well, look at Jonah. Look, Google a picture of Jonah Hill now. I can't Jonah laugh Hill. at a guy who looks like he has AIDS face. I just, Jonah, as a Jonah person, Hill. I cannot bring myself to do that. It's creepy now. Yes, Jonah absolutely. Hill. He looks creepy. I mean, good for him that he's healthy and stuff. I mean, that's oh, that's it, fuck that. Just keep being funny and eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's like eat monkey, entertain. Exactly. <laughs> just be fat and dance. That's all I want to see. Die in five years. Entertain me. Hey, John Candy and Chris Farley went out on top, fat and happy, and we still love them. Yes, that's true. Oh, boy. Oh, want wingy. Um, <laughs> um, so you're right. I completely forgot about The Sitter. I'm sitting here looking at the list of movies opening, and I'm like, The Sitter. I heard nothing about this film until you mentioned it. And then as soon as you said it, it just clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Jonah Hill movie where he babysits and gets beat up by gangsters or something. Um, yeah, it's Adventures with Baby, or what is that movie? Adventures with Babysitting. babysitting. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. with Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yet, so. yet starring in a woman who got cornholed on film later on in Nick Cage, Living in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, and uh, we may also do an episode. Oh, you mentioned Nick Cage. I think we should just do an all-Nick Cage episode at some point in the oh, future. Oh, God, can we? I would just like to play. I would just like to play clips from the Wicker Man over and over. <laughs> uh, ah, the bees—they're in my eyes. Um, but now the, uh, I uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Do, do you think this? Obviously. Uh, oh, Twilight's gonna stay on top again. <laughs> Fuck. Just to avoid the obvious here. Um, well, I mean, obviously, uh, the Sitter is gonna probably be the biggest competition. Does the sitter have that's a chance a of making statement. more than ten million dollars? No, that's probably what Twilight's going to no, make. No, I think the sitter's going to end up bombing. Yeah, definitely. I, I, it doesn't even it, it doesn't even crack top five. Oh, it'll crack top five. I just don't. It's I don't think bomb, so. Um, well, I don't know. Happy Feet. I'm calling five. it right now. Twilight's Reign of Terror comes to an end next weekend. Thank God. You think the Muppets or Hugo finally do it, or Arthur Christmas, or? Oh man, Mission Impossible. And then after that, Sherlock Holmes will bury it further. You mean the weekend after? Is that the weekend after? Right, right. Number 16th is um, when we have, we're finally going to have a week to talk about stuff. Sherlock Holmes, Mission Impossible, and uh, Chipwrecked, the Elven and the Chipmunks movie. Oh, Uh, Jesus. uh, That's next Friday. That's what I'm saying. Next Friday is the 16th, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also the... in a shortly thereafter release, because I think it'll be released before the uh, the next podcast, the uh, the other girl with the dragon tattoo. I think this is the second one they've actually made. I, there's already because there's already one sitting on on Netflix or on demand somewhere. This one's an American remake because apparently you know that's just what they had to do. Of course, yes. Well, it's like also and now they're trying to fucking remake American Psycho too. I mean, it, oh, I just we're gonna end this on an angry. Oh God, night. yeah. It, oh. So well, here's the here's here's ending it on a pleasant note. Next Friday, Twilight's going down. That does okay, help. So, so right now, it's still Twilight again around the board. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Damn it. Uh, uh, God, <laughs> curses. Um, luckily, though, we get a whole year in between Twilight movies after this one. Wait, Dis- there's another one. I thought there was. I thought this was it. 
No, there's Breaking Down Part Two, sir. Oh, there's God. that next year. So, fuck's sake, man! <laughs> and the world, the world's got to end with that piece of horseshit movie being on top. We'll be going over. We'll be going through it all over again. I just set it up so we could end on a positive note. And yeah, sorry. Well, yeah, uh, Lindsay Lohan's Playboy pictures are online. If that helps at all. Not really. No. Yeah, she's really weird looking. <laughs> Actually, that does help. I mean, she she really looks I'm like kind of like a cracked out uh, Rose McGowan. That's not saying much. Well, I mean, seriously, though, at this point, you could have said, like, new George Bush pictures have leaked, and that would have been better by comparison to talking about Twilight being a If, if George box. Bush is hanging dong online, I will do my best to find it, I promise you. <laughs> um, that is a positive note to end on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was the, the Cinema Geekly podcast for this week. Once again, thank you for checking us out, cinemageekly.com, on iTunes as well, and all the social networks. Uh, until next week, my name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Joe McDonald. See you next week.